0: Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Church Purpose. This is Series 2, Episode 9 of 28. So now, after that snack in the last episode, hopefully as we take apart Hebrews Thirteen Seventeen, we will have a better understanding of its significance for our lives today. If you need to review last week, then take time to do so, as each message stitches from the last one and into the next one. After all, forward progress is always worth the time and investment. Hebrews 13:17. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. And all the guys say, Man, I thought that obeying and being submissive was for my wife and not for me. And if you thought that, put your seatbelts on. We're going to enjoy this ride. For they watch out for your souls. This is a reminder of the enormity of your responsibility for anyone wanting to be something in God's church. As those who must give an account, go ahead and ignore your sheep. I dare you. I triple sheep dare you. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. Remember, my purpose is not just about giving you a message, but also about teaching you how to get into the scriptures and mate with it. That is, to join as a mate with it. You see, you cannot interject and crosswind any scripture if you don't read your Bible. Lots and lots. Okay, I'll leave you alone. 1 Peter 2, 13, 14 Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as to those who are sent by him, for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good, Submit to every ordinance of man? Oh man, I need to look up ordinance. Let's go to DCOM and find out how they define it. Ordinance, a public injunction or regulation. A city ordinance against excessive horn blowing. Something believed to have been ordained, as by a deity or destiny. So there's no getting around the word submit. As whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. Now we see in the definition of ordinance that it addresses both the natural man and the spiritual person. The lowercase king tells us that this person is not deity. Well, maybe Peter was drunk in the spirit when he wrote this. Let's see what Titus has to say. And by the way, if you're looking for a really cool bouncy baby boy name, Titus is pretty darn cool. Titus 3, 1, 2. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Well, it looks like Peter was right, or Titus was drunk in the spirit too. I would look up to be subject, so as to be clear as to its meaning in DCOM. But I haven't figured out how to do that yet using their platform. So I went to the transliteration, as sometimes it helps to read the same thing, just written differently. The Message Bible is very enjoyable to read. So attaboy, Eugene Peterson. Titus 3, 1-2. Remind the people to respect the government and be law-abiding, always ready to lend a helping hand. No insults, no fights. God's people should be big-hearted and courteous. Now what the big-hearted courteousness is going on here? I thought we were to hate the world's systems, to stay away from everyone who was not a, well, you know, Christian. Dopey-dopey. We are to join in the mixer and show them why they need Jesus. And it isn't always preaching to them. Remember, ears can't hear. Eyes can't see. We cannot be ready to lend a helping hand if we are, us three, let us be, Christians. And to the point, Ken, okay, this is why we are to submit and obey. Now there will be some tough calls that you may have to make. I say may, as I don't like to deal with hypotheticals. I've heard some say that Peter and John made quite a statement against authority in their day. Acts 4.19 But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. Now it is good to read the whole story, as it is so very awesome. And although the story as a whole shows us how we should move about on this planet today, and so few do, we, they, focus on little things taken out of context. Yes, you guessed it. I am talking about me back in my baby Christian days. So one day I got this revelation, which is that it wasn't the government that had issue with Peter and John, but the religious fruit beans. Acts 4.1 and 5.6 Now as they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, gathered together at Jerusalem. So when Peter and John challenged their authority, they were talking to unbelieving religious folks, not to an authentically born-again believer working in the fivefold ministry and church-designated and proven leaders. Nope, they were not talking about the Roman government at any level. It was not illegal for them to talk about Jesus. And when the unbelievers tried to make it a thing, That is when Peter and John stated, whether it is right in the sight of God, to listen to you more than to God, you judge. You see, I'm a bit of a detail guy, so I like to discover the small things as often the whole revelation of the passage hangs in the small and sometimes misunderstood word. Peter and John said you, not men, all men, leaders of the free world. Nope, they said you. Sometimes I feel like I'm arguing with myself. Perhaps I'm doing nothing more than making my own wrestling public, like a fish in a tank for all to see. Now, wouldn't it be so cool if the fairs, instead of putting a little goldfish in a transparent environment, put in a small little baby shark? Hmm. Well, I guess it wouldn't last, as a first sighting of a great white in a trout stream might cause people to change their mind. Speaking of salad, Matthew 22:21 states, They said to him, Caesar. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. Now here we have a God in a man suit telling us that if it belongs to man, then leave it with man, and if not, then leave it to God. Obey, right? Now when it came time to pay taxes, as stated in Matthew 1724 27, we see that the temple had a tax. Now, I am ignorant as to whether the temples collected the tax in the absence of tithes, or if they just collected money because it kept them from having to work. Keep in mind, I'm not talking about authentically born again believers, but of religious leaders who had married themselves to Rome. Verse 24 When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. Nevertheless, Least we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them, for me and you. Well, it looked like the fish stopped biting, so this seems like a good place to leave off. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from them. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy, and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Plant a seed and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.